And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. She's a writer, showrunner, and author of the t-shirt that Jerry O'Connell wore on Watch What Happens Live. It's Robin Shore. And he's a writer who Allison thinks has resting NPR face. It's Joel Stein. Tone Zone is here to show you how to be a beef donkey hunky. I'm her husband Daniel saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rose. Hello, my little beef donkeys. Welcome to another exciting Thursday episode. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon, Patreon. by Ray Morgan. And it is a reference to last week we found out that Tony Thaxton's dad, his whole life, uh, Tony's whole life, probably his dad's whole life, referred to French dip sandwiches as beef donkeys. That's right. And he only discovered later on that that is not something that everyone calls them, except I think now I certainly will be calling them that. Uh, and Ray Morgan submitted that on Patreon. And of course, it is the perfect submission. Yeah, I'm glad it's uh, catching on. <laughs> <laughs> I am on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. You can get uh, episodes of my bonus podcast, The Friend Zone. I just put one up with Elizabeth Lame, who was my Monday guest a couple weeks ago, and I needed more Elizabeth Lame. So we answered your questions and it was great. There's a little where you can text me and I'll text you back. You can get outtakes. You can get uh, extra photos that we didn't use. You can see why we didn't use them and such and find out the stuff that's going on in my head um, more than you just hear on the show. Uh, do the annual subscription and get two months free. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. I would like to say hello to my guest. This is a winning team. So Woo! winning that I had to reassemble us again. Robin Shore. Hello. hello. I just high-fived my team member. I know. I love that is the kind of team spirit that <laughs> makes me as the coach of this team, self-elected coach of this team, like feel really good about what we're doing here. Joel, I was yeah. slow on the high-five. I felt like I'd never, I never it's knew. Okay. What, it was like, like the first time anyone asked me to high-five. I, I, I don't know why I was so slow <laughs> on that. The world's first high-five <laughs> just happened. Didn't see it coming. Joel Stein, hello. <sighs> so stressful, the high-five. <laughs> I want to... You know what? I am going to get out my camera. Mm -hmm. That's always good on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're a I'm going to take a video right. of oh, the no. high five. I want to give you guys, I want to give you guys an opportunity to, to do the it. high five again. This is aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we just found out we're the winning team. See, that was perfect. Yeah, but the first time I was really, I looked at her hand like, I, what is she doing to me? I was very confused by the whole thing. <laughs> is it? I was from another culture for a minute. Is it the pandemic that has really put a crimp in your I, high fives? I, I felt like I saw pieces of COVID on her hand. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> this is, we're not supposed to be touching. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy we did it twice. I'm going to just keep this hand aside for a bit. Okay. Until I get some gel to put on it. Okay. <laughs> Are you a germaphobe? No, uh, I guess I was a little bit during COVID, but mm. in general, didn't we all become yeah. germaphobes? I mean, remember the, the wiping off? Yes, yeah, that, that was the main that old, thing. That yep. pesky thing. That old chestnut. <laughs> Tony Thaxton, hello, hello. Where's the applause? Like everyone else got applause. Tony Thaxton, you know, I'm the one hitting the button that feels Yay. weird to hit it for myself. Tony, do you Thank have you. like a Thank just you. a real a sad smattering of applause? 
mm. instead of a robust audience. Do you have the one that builds slowly? That's my favorite. Boy, a lot of requests. Oh, a lot of requests. <laughs> like where it just starts that, and then like, the and then the whole crowd eventually erupts because they're convinced. Love starting audience clapping. It's like <laughs> I, I do it all the time because, especially in a situation where someone's being very boring and no one's paying attention, I will just wait for a kind of inappropriate moment uh-huh. to start clapping, and other people will join because they don't know what's yes. going on. And my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Not my favorite, but it's up there. That's I don't try to think if I've I don't think I've ever done this. I've started so much clapping in my life. I know that wow. I did go to see a stand-up comedy show, and I will I, I have something to say about that later, so I'll get into that more later. But I did notice that I was like really any any mild laugh that I thought of having, I really like pushed it out. Like yeah. I really laughed enthusiastically and loudly. But that's not quite the same. No, as my, what you're saying. Mine's a little uh, bitter and aggressive. Yeah. Okay. So like, what's a, can you think of any circumstances where. I've done it have... at my son's school for sure. When, like, <laughs> the, the principal was talking and really boring and then like no one's really paying attention. And right. they like, and we, you know, it was a great year for the whatever. And I'll be like, yeah. And people won't, they'll just join in. Right. But sometimes they won't. Sometimes I fail. Okay. Yeah. Those are tough moments. Now when, when people won't join in, does it become your mission to change them? <laughs> no, I, that's a loss. I okay. just take take the L. How does your wife feel about this? I think it amuses her. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> Still, but barely. Probably not anymore. Right. When I think about it. Yeah. It once amused her. How's that? That is very honest. Yeah. Um, of her. <laughs> but of both. Yeah, I've sent you. Yeah. yeah. Tony, did you find the smat? Did you find the insulting applause? No, I don't think I have them on the soundboard ready to go. Okay. As we know. Too many sounds. I can't yeah. navigate all No, these. you can't possibly. All right, let's get to something now. Joel and his inability to uh, hold up his end of the high five, which mm-hmm. I didn't notice, but you drew attention to it. I didn't notice it either. But it's making me need to share something that happened when we were taking our photo beforehand. <laughs> uh, so we take a photo before the show. We all collect on the sad grass that is no longer as beautiful as it once was. And we put our arms around each other and we take way too many photos. And then Joel brought up that Keanu, and and I was next to Joel and I had my arm around him. Now, uh, making contact. And you brought up, you're like, what is it that Keanu Reeves does? And what he does is, I didn't know. He just like has the hover hand. His hand just hovers in front of someone. Now, it's touching without touching. Yeah. Yes. You look like you're touching. It no, appears no, no, to no, the I camera that you're touching. I think it purposely looks like it isn't touching. So he, can, oh. he has proof, I think. I mean, I'm not saying he's thought this out. It, it, it's, it seems very smooth. Like right. Maybe this isn't a touching I, moment with strangers. I cannot wait to look at pictures of Keanu I know. tonight. <laughs> like, this is great. Because what's he afraid? Is he afraid of germs? Is he afraid no. of people thinking he's harassing yes. them by with weird touches? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But... You said that so confidently, Joel. Do you know him? I've never met Keanu Reeves. Okay. But here's what I'm wondering. Now that you mentioned like you're a little shy about physical contact, was this, did you bring it up? Because my arm was on you. Well, it was on my penis. So let's not, (laughs) let's, let's be clear about what was going on. The full arm. Right. Is that why you brought it up? I'm in general uncomfortable with human interactions, but especially Mm -hmm. touching. Yeah. So that is why you brought it up. That was your... Like, I won't go for a massage. Uh, have you ever? I have, yeah. I've got, you know, those situations like where I was like doing some travel writing or something, I had to get a massage. Oh. Yeah. And what happened? It was fine. I mean, but I wouldn't I wouldn't choose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there are a lot of people that are like that, mm-hmm. that I know. That 
That's not true. But I, I understand <laughs> it would just be. It's, no, it's not true. You're a complete outsider. Are you anti-hug? You, you must be. Don't love the hug. Interesting. I, rem- I remember when the hugs really started. When? 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 I, I don't I remember, remember time the, before hugs. Oh, my God. No, early 90s. Men didn't used to hug mm-hmm. each other. I remember landing at the airport. My friend Ross picked me up and Ross hugged me. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> when did men just greet each other with hugs? But also, I'm very confused by men greeting each other with handshakes. Yeah, because that's men like, don't greet me or any lady I know with a handshake. It's always men walk into. <laughs> yeah, I don't love the handshake either. Yeah. You know, and I remember... Men greet me. Sorry, I'm, I'm cutting yeah. you off. But men do greet me with handshakes. What does that mean I'm giving off? I don't know. But it's very rare that a man, like it's I, 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 I even asked my brother-in-law about it. He's like, men don't do that. And then like the next thing he knew, he was sticking yeah. out his hand to shake somebody. It's, it's a very male thing. I remember when Donald Trump was very anti-handshake. Remember, he was trying to bring back the bow because he was he's a germaphobe, yeah. famously. And I, the first time I met him, he proffered his hand. Uh, the first and, time you met him, let's I get think, into this. And I, I was like, I'm not, not I'm only talking like three times. Okay. Um, and he offered his hand and I was like, oh, whoa, I thought you were like, didn't want to catch diseases. Or yeah, I thought you didn't shake hands. Yeah. And he's like, he literally said, what am I going to catch from you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is my favorite put down I've ever gotten. Wow. That's, That's funny. That's so good. So That's really good. good. Were his hands tiny when you shook them? Like the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like shaking hands with water. Yeah. <laughs> that weird E.E. E. Cummings thing popped in my head. You know that she had tiny hands like the rain? No. This I don't gonna, know that this, one either. I'm going to be that guy, apparently. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Mr. E. You didn't e. mean Cummings. what? To make a poetic reference? Yeah. I don't like no, that guy. That's great. That's okay. Yeah. All right. I think it's okay. We need more poetry in this okay. world. I was the Robert Frost guy recently. Really? What'd you do? Mm-hmm. Was it the woods though? It can't be the woods. No, it go. was a uh, mending wall. Oh, okay. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Um, which by the way, like, and I forget if I already shared that on this podcast, but you said you don't want to be that guy. And I'm like, let me make it a thousand times worse. You are, yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> mending wall is the poem that has the that's line. Good fences make good neighbors? Yes. Right. Mm. Which I had always, that's what I had always remembered. I don't know that I had ever even read the whole poem. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, good fences make good neighbors. And I thought that it actually was Mm. a defense. I mean, yeah, a defense of fences. No pun. Um, But really, if you read the whole thing, it's kind of mocking is too strong, but it's questioning that pearl of wisdom. Well, my mom's uh, uh, her email, you know, the bottom of your email. Mm -hmm. The signature. Signature. Thank you. Is uh, to your to thine own self be true. Oh, right. Which in the same problem, in the context yes. of the so, monologue, mm-hmm. it's it's mocking that. Right. It's, so yeah. many of, right, neither a borrower nor a lender be, like so many of the Polonius things that have now turned into things that people say, like mm-hmm. wisdom, were being mocked. This is such a useful podcast. I love it. Really it really is. It really, yeah. I like this. Uh, Can question, we only do this? Sure. Okay. Wait, now this being what? Have like an English class? You or? Just bring, bring up things that have been taken out of context yes. and usually in the opposite way which they were attended. Sure. Yeah. One more question about mending mm-hmm. wall. Was your understanding <laughs> <laughs> that it is about like borders and isolationism and things like that? Because there, when I was like reading about it and then I'm like, what? wait, I need to know more. I encountered, I think Robert Frost said that people were like trying to destroy the poem by being too political about it or oh. something. So maybe it's like like it, I think it has like shades of that, but maybe it's not explicitly about that. I don't know. 
Is that Cold War kind of? I don't remember. Yeah, maybe. I was so young when Robert Frost was around. Mm. Joel, speaking of neighbors, though, and good fences. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, thank you. Joel and I just discovered we're yeah. neighbors. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Thank you. And we share a library. Yep. Thank you for bringing me back to this. So I've never turns- seen you there. <laughs> I've not. I've been there a lot. Is that true? I've been I like there that library. Lot. I do too. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Leonardo Let's... DiCaprio donated a lot of money to it. So is that right? Tight, there, yeah, there's Le- if you look, there's t- t- Leo posters everywhere. He doesn't like me. Hillhurst and Franklin, why doesn't he like you? Met him too. He's met everyone. He had you dinner have with George met, Clooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've met everyone, but why doesn't he like you? <sighs> Did you tell him you live where you live? No, I didn't. I lived in New York at the time. Mm. I flew out here. I was very young, so as was he. And I did a cover story for Time Magazine when he was in. Uh, the movie The Beach. Yeah, 2000. And he was very, and probably is still, very press reluctant. Mm-hmm. And so I met with him for a couple days at the Chateau Marmont. And, and they rented a room just for this purpose. And we just, we weren't doing anything because he wouldn't, every idea I had of something we could do, he wouldn't do. And he wouldn't reveal anything. So it was kind of difficult and tedious. Mm-hmm. And, he, mm-hmm. and he was upfront about it. And he said, the more I reveal about myself, the fewer of those things I can pull out when I do characters of myself. So revealing yourself is really antithetical to the process of acting. And he explained it very well. And it was very interesting. But meanwhile, we were just like watching TV because there was nothing to do. <laughs> like what kind of, uh, do you remember well, I, what I, you the, watched? The only thing I remember is flipping through channels because it was obviously long before streamers. And we ran across um, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. <laughs> oh, And he did he his character. In. And that was oh, pretty cool. Boy. Yeah. Um, but eventually like he went to the bathroom and his wallet was out. Oh. And I saw there was a Ralph's Club card. <laughs> and I that was like, is so funny. And remember, this is before like Twitter and everyone yeah. knew so much about celebrities. And I was like, wow, why would he have a Ralph's Club card? Like that doesn't make like a supermarket discount card. So he came back and I'm like, I saw your Ralph's Club card. What's He's like, you get great deals, dog, with the Ralph's Club card, right? <laughs> oh, that's incredible. And so I was like, how about we go to Ralph's? And I, I will right. pay for everything, supermarket sweep style. Yeah. Like, I'll just expense everything. Amazing. So we called his friend Ethan Dupree, and we sure. all went. Wait, who's Ethan Dupree? He's an actor. The owner of Ralph's? Is it Ethan? No, that's Are Ralph. you thinking of Ethan <laughs> Suppley? I am thinking of Ethan yeah. Suppley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew what you meant, though, thank with the E-E at the end. I bear, yeah. It's because yeah. you're neighbors. You have a common language. Yeah, we, <laughs> yep. It's written in the stars <laughs> at night. So <clears throat> he eventually, we went and he, we went to the supermarket, came back, and I was like, I don't want to write. Like, we got nothing. And he's like, well, you know, I'm really into environmentalism. I'd be willing to show you my diaries from the side of the beach and oh. tell you about what I'm really concerned about. And he's, I'm like, that would be great. He's like, he's like thank you so much. I, I've always, I hate these interviews, but now I feel like I'm part of the process. So I'm less scared. It's like, great. So I go back and I write a cover story largely about his environmentalism. And my editor, Walter Isaacson, was like, Mm, we didn't send like the young kid out to Hollywood to interview the hot star to write about environmentalism. Mm. Try again. Mm. So then I was like, ah, oh, I have this Ralph's thing and the receipt from Ralph's. And he's like, go. So I was like, okay, I can, pre- <laughs> I can mock all the Us Magazine stories and pretend I'm learning about him through his purchases at Ralph's, kind of mock the whole thing. So I wrote that and he felt really betrayed because we had agreed to write about environmentalism. Oh. Instead, I wrote, Kind of what he feared. And, and how did you find out he felt betrayed? Oh, well, I found out many times since then. But the first time I found <laughs> out was I got a call from his publicist saying how great the story was. 
And then I got another call a couple hours later from his publicist Same saying publicist. the opposite. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, but I also know that like people I know who've been at dinners with him <laughs> were, um, they mentioned like Time Magazine. And, yeah. And then he went off on me. Oh, wow. And they had to be like, I don't, I don't really know that guy that well. But, you know. <laughs> and I also, I was in, in our neighborhood. Yeah. My wife and son sometimes like to go to an open house. So we walked in an open house on our block. Uh-huh. And I didn't notice him, which is weird because there was like no one there besides mm -hmm. us. There was, but DiCaprio was there. Yeah. And I guess he was going to buy it for his mom or something. And uh, my wife was like, at some point was like, took me aside. She's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, I didn't see him. So I just took off. <laughs> <laughs> do you wish that you had a chance to explain to him though? Um, I don't, I don't imagine that would do a lot of good. I may have, yeah, I mean, I feel bad. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I guess I'm just wondering, and maybe it wouldn't do any good, yeah. but it's one thing if he yeah. thought that you had promised one thing That's and then true. went back and, and betrayed him yourself versus like you tried to do this and your editor pushed you in a certain direction. I'm yeah. looking at Walter Isaacson. Yeah, yeah he's, he, if there's a villain in the story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Walter. him. Yeah. And I also, I think we have to remember, I, I want to say the beach was made in 2000. And I, I only right. know that because I backpack across Europe in 98 and we all passed that book around. And mm -hmm. it was such a good book and maybe not the best movie, but he was the biggest star in the world at that point. He was. And he still is, but he was such a huge star. And so maybe he just was on his heels about a lot of different things at that point. And maybe it had warped his brain to the point where he felt betrayed, but he shouldn't have really been. He didn't maybe know the game as well as he does now. Well, it sounds like he hated he hate, hated the game. Yeah. yeah. So he was. And now he hates the player. Oh. Yeah. What, did he buy anything fun? Yeah. We can look it up online. Um, I don't remember. But I annotated it all. Like, well... My premise was that he was very Hamlet-y and that he couldn't make a decision mm. like about whether to talk to me or whether to do this interview, right. what to buy at Ralph's. So I think that was the premise of his his decisions. But mm. I don't remember. It was normal stuff. Right. To shop or not to shop. Yeah. Normal 2000 yeah. <laughs> Ralph's purchases. Well, if you go to our library. I can't now. Now, now you've now. ruined it. I can't go there. <laughs> Apparently, he's donated a lot of money to How it. How did you not see the big posters of your nemesis? I must Everywhere. be new. No, no, no. Is They've it like there. the Leonardo DiCaprio wing? Did kind of. His no, name it's everywhere? like towards the back. Like there's like six posters. You're making it sound like Kim Jong Un. Like <laughs> no. there's just like. He's a big supporter of that library. He yeah. really is. Uh, How much do you think I'd have to give to the library to get them all down? Oh, God, that's such a good question. Millions. A million dollars. A million? Yeah, I feel like more, even more than a million. Can we raise that on yeah. Patreon right now? Yes. Okay. Just to, just yes. to, yeah. as your response that's, to him, yeah. not like exactly. your article. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a lot of questions here. Now, the, you said that he felt that the more he revealed, it was the less he could pull out when doing characters. Is that yes. how you put it? What yeah. What does that mean? I think it means like if I told a story about, you know, something that happened to him where he was very, showed some like anger or something, then when he did that, it, you know, it makes sense to me. I'm not an actor so I'm having trouble explaining it but I, th I think you do pull out your own personality and your experiences and every time you do a role or an interview you show a little bit more it's the reason okay when when casting a show there's something really amazing about putting someone in there who no one's ever seen before mm -hmm. because they don't know what to expect and that he's just that character or she's just 
Oh, right? like, whereas like right. the more times you see someone, right, the more you're bringing a conception of who they are yes, to it. Yes, that makes that's, sense. That's maybe okay. a better way to put so, it. So like right. if, like if someone knew of some sad story from his childhood, then if he cries on screen, they're going to be like, oh, he's thinking about his dog. They're just bringing that to it, yeah. right? Like every time you see. I mean, he's overcome this, but for a while, every time you saw like Henry Winkler, all you could think about was the Fonz, right? Yeah. Even if he was doing a Nebuchadnezzar Jewish character, like it, he lost. Yeah. And, and you're you're right in this age of Twitter and Instagram. And I always like, I'm always amazed because if I, when I was growing up, if I could have written letters to Jason Bateman and Ricky Schroeder, oh my God, Jason you know Bateman. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not R.I.P. Ricky Schroeder, but like he's. <laughs> no, he's still here, okay. but he's, he's he's not who you want to be. He's dead to the liberals? He's back. Yes. Okay. <laughs> He bailed Kyle Rittenhouse out of jail. <laughs> Literally? Literally. With his he own cash? Yeah. He, he didn't know that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, I learned so much a supporter, here. yeah. But like, yeah. and all these shows that I watched, I just had such reverence for the actors and I wanted to do what they were doing. And then to think, and I didn't write letters, I didn't write physical letters, but to think like you could go on Twitter and just tweet at your favorite mm-hmm. TV stars now is still crazy to me. It's very, it's so very I understand crazy. where he's coming from, but he also, I think it's a, a give or take. He needed to maybe loosen up a bit. It's the cover of Time magazine. Yeah. But again, I think in this story, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> other you were than doing your job. You yeah. were doing your job. That's I, yeah. tough. Like I all the Nazis in Nuremberg. Exactly. You were doing I was just job. like, man. But <laughs> he's I think just taking orders. If like, I could do it over again, I would have, especially knowing that he was excited to be included in the process, I should have, in between those two drafts, I should have, I should have. But he seemed unreachable, even though I spent time with him. Yeah. Like, it didn't seem like mm. I could just call. Now, when his, his publicist. publicist called back yeah. with a different version. No shame. No was, shame. It, was it, was your publicist, was his publicist presenting it like it was the publicist's opinion? Or was it like, I spoke with Leo and here's how he feels? I call him Leo, I guess. I, you know, to yeah. be honest, I think the second call was to Walter and not to me. Oh, okay. So he didn't have to make the call yeah. where he acted totally differently the second time. <laughs> well, I evidently angered Bam Margera. Oh, that's well, weird. That's yeah. Right. So I was interviewing him for Stuff Magazine or something. Yeah. And so these are kind of the same stories, basically. <laughs> uh, and they're, it's a Q&A and their questions are very irreverent. And... Uh, there was a question that they wanted me to ask, which was like, does he, okay, I, I wasn't a huge watcher of Jackass. That's the one. <laughs> I forgot for a second. Yeah. Does he, is his dad or his uncle very overweight? Both. Okay. So it was a question about that. Um, and he was very offended by that, I guess. My which jaw was pretty, is su- I know. Literally. I was very surprised by that. But I always wanted to be like, and maybe this is why. I'm like wondering if you had a chance to talk, but I, anytime anything like that happened and it, and they were reacting to something that had happened in editing and it, I wanted to be like, but that wasn't my question. Right. But, but also it's Stuff Magazine. But also, if I remember <laughs> Maxim's correctly. Maxim's little sister brother. Isn't, wasn't he constantly making fun of them on Jackass? Like constantly having his mother, or sorry, his father, or whoever yes. those guys Phil. Phil, yeah. right? That's Yeah, I'm trying to remember if him, he would really make fun of them. Like he definitely fucked with them a lot. I guess I that's what I mean. He... It felt like he was teasing them yeah. in some way. So for him to have an issue with what you were saying seems insane to me. I know. I know. Uh, The the point is you're a fat shamer. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm walking away from that story. Yeah, I know. And they made me be one. I'm not... You I think, think, do you think I he's think, now like on Ozempic and he's like crapping his pants he's all because of you. Great Uncle, right Uncle now. Phil or no, Bam? Bam. 
Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. Ozempic. Uh, the uh, the. Uncle sorry. a different. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is Bam's not okay. Bam's. I don't think Bam's yeah, doing yeah, great right so. now. Yeah, because they because of that. Because of well, the it's not movie. not because of that. Yeah. Right. You do have um, Allison. <laughs> like, is he addicted to drugs? I or? think he's just been kicked out of many rehabs. I feel like oh, anytime yeah. I open page six and I'm not reading about this Band podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, I'm on page reading six? about yes. Bam, Bam Margera. Yes. Wait, page. I need to know. Well, this is this goes back to the Vanderpump stuff we were talking about before. So as Robin was explaining to you before the show, when you uh, had an out-of-body experience and wanted to be anywhere else but here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We had Peter on. And Peter Madrigal, who right. you don't know. He said He's the manager things. of Sir, the sexy, unique restaurant on Robertson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, it, it got picked up in, what was the first one? Perez picked it up first. Oh, I didn't so know that. So it was, that. yeah, Perez. Wow. Perez Hilton. That's the one. That's still happening. Perez. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yahoo, ET Canada. Yahoo's still happening. You're naming, mm-hmm. you're naming things that haven't existed in 20 Lycos, years. Lycos, Alta Vista, <laughs> uh, Ask Jeeves. Yeah. No, uh, what were the other ones? Us Magazine. Did you say that I think already? I think it was Us. I uh, got that one from, a, I got that page text six. from a lot of people from Us Magazine. Yeah. So, so they, you broke some news that they, Yes. what was the news? The news was that he. Al Madrigal? Had, <laughs> no, I love Al Madrigal. Al Madrigal. Who was it? Peter, yeah. Peter Madrigal. Madrigal. That's Al's brother. Yes. <laughs> okay. Peter, Peter Madrigal. Wishes. It was some things that he had, he said, which is that he had noticed a weird closeness between the two people that it turned out were having an affair, and oh. then he had all he had been on a date with the girl who's like at the center of the the other woman. Okay. Um, and he told she said some things about him on Watch What Happens Live that he was upset about. So he said that she can go fuck herself. And if you can explain all sex scandals in terms of Elizabeth Taylor and Debbie oh. Reynolds, I'll follow it much better. <laughs> Have you read Furious Love about Elizabeth Taylor and uh, the Richard? What's his name? Burton. Richard Burton. It's a great book about their crazy marriage and love affair and the ins and outs. It's called Furious Love if you're interested in it. It's oh, one of my favorite books. I did have a dinner with Elizabeth Taylor and a bunch of other people. Once. I mean... No, I didn't. I didn't. That's a lie. Oh. <laughs> but you can't... It sounded so That's convincing. That's a lie. Well, because it was Debbie Reynolds. Oh, I got a very, that's still really good. Yeah, yeah. She's incredible. I've been in... um. Connie Stevens' house. <gasps> wow. So I don't want to brag. You just did. But I was an extra. <laughs> background actor. Background actor. You can't say Wait, extra anymore. There's, I, you cannot say extra. There's another you can't? Ba- no, I, I got in trouble no. for it. Yes. But you, it's not even background actor. There's another Background phrase. performer? No. Mm. Atmosphere? I, I feel like I know what you're talking about. Is it about. atmosphere? Because I think Yes, it is atmosphere. That's That feels way Worse. more insulting than Worse. any of these. Worse. Yes. Uh, I was atmosphere right. in Postcards from the Edge. Oh, that's really? incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yep. Life yes. goes on too, right? Yes, that's that was around the same about. time. Life okay. goes on, Postcards from the Edge, and a robust career as atmosphere. I was really hoping to like <laughs> become a tree at some point. But anyway, the scene where she crashes her car, uh-huh. uh, if you'll note, they go by a group of people and there's a girl <laughs> Wearing white jeans with black polka dots from Guess. Yes. I had yeah. a matching jean jacket. Yes. Uh, but wardrobe didn't choose that. And no. I, I wore the whole jo- I looked like a Holstein. I don't know. Like a cool white as and fuck. black <laughs> outfit with like a neon pink shirt. They instead chose I had an oversized denim col- chambray. Ooh. 
mm-hmm. blouse with mm-hmm. big black stars on it. Okay. I would have never thought to put them together. I mean, outside the box thinking. But anyway, I'm just on the corner there. But uh, yeah, so we were filming it at Connie Stevens' house. Wow. And you know, the Debbie Reynolds Dance Academy is not far from this pod cabin where we're sitting. Her, mm. She opened a dance studio like sometime in the 50s and it's still around. Oh. You look perplexed by why it would be Connie Stevens' house. Is she in the movie? No, but she's related to, all of, yeah. to Carrie Fisher. And I forget how exactly. Hit Connie Stevens is the mother of Jolie Fisher. Yes. And Ed, Connie Stevens and oh. Elizabeth Taylor left Connie Stevens for Elizabeth Taylor. Was, I some think. of those words weren't right. But, <laughs> wait, wait, wait try again. Elizabeth but Taylor like left Richard Burton for uh, Joey Fisher. Eddie Fisher. Eddie Fisher. Eddie, Eddie Fisher. Fisher. Is Connie's but it was a short-lived Fisher's marriage. Dad, right? It was such a victory for the Jews. <laughs> yes, it was. But also, was Mike Todd her first husband? He was. He he felt like a Jew. Elizabeth James, Taylor's James Stacy was Connie Stevens' first husband. And then, Wait, but why would they shoot at her house? I just yeah, that, well, that Carrie Fisher wrote. It sound like Carrie. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But there were scenes that were shot in her house. Huh. Um, but Carrie. So Carrie Fisher. You. But you probably know this. Carrie Fisher wrote Postcards from the Edge. The book that the yes, movie was based on, yes. But, so, but lots of people write movies and they don't use their friends' houses to shoot them in. <laughs> well, this, they're her relative. I don't. I don't know. It um, was directed by Mike Nichols, so maybe yes. he, was right? he was just, there. Yes. Oh my! So mm-hmm. maybe he was just like, "Let's use Connie's house." Do you tell yeah. people you were directed by Mike Nichols? I never have before, but you I will should. start immediately. 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 That's Okay. When I was in the Mike Nichols film. Yes, you yeah. might have seen me. <laughs> in <laughs> Wait, I had I had things to say. Oh yes, okay. So, going and maybe we'll get to Vanderpump later, so don't worry. Even though I have heard from a fair number of my listeners, oh no. Please no more Vanderpump. But to them I say, but we have new listeners who are into the Vanderpumpness, so don't worry, it's not going to take over the show. It's just going to be a house guest. The the, the, <laughs> the air horn still doesn't work. You told me to play it last week oh, when, yeah. to get you to stop talking right, about I it. Have, no, I have oh. a new segment called V90X. Yes. Where I talk about Vanderpump for 90 seconds. Yes. And I told him to play an, uh, the air horn at the end. And then and she didn't... continued for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But with you, Robin, who yes. are, you're, I mean, V90X is only for people who don't watch. Right, right, right. But, okay. But anyway, <laughs> you guys are neighbors. Yes. There's a section of this town you live in, be very vague, that you referred to as the showrunner district. Yes. And Joel said they won't let him run a show. And I just want to know more. So we live in the wrong parts of our own neighborhood. Yeah, we should switch. Although, I mean, you're saying you'll, they'll never let you run a show. Right. And I don't know if I'll ever run a show again. But they also, you've run shows. So I've you- run one show. I've run one show officially, but then helped with others. And okay. That's and enough I to have live one, in that I have one right now, but we don't know if it'll it'll ever see the light of day. We'll see. Oh, it's been, it's been. No, it's not been shot yet, okay. but we'll see. But so they keep deadline. calling me a showrunner in the press. Oh. But it's an empty it's empty if you're not actually running. No, no, no. You can be a novelist so. if you're not currently like Right. I was directed by Mike Nichols and yeah. it's not happening right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. No, you're a showrunner. You should yeah. be in the showrunner district. I'll, I'll I'm talk not to you. I'm in the show. I know it's it's very vaunted to me that area. It's I mm. try I made a few offers on houses oh. up there, didn't get them. Because because you're because said, at that time I wasn't a showrunner. <laughs> you know, it was pre pre showrunning. A times. lot of my neighbors are not showrunners. You'll be surprised though. Now that you know it, you'll be more attuned. I had to a neighbor it. who was a showrunner, but he left and he, oh. he gave it to an actress. Yeah, well, that's the that counts too. What? No. 
Oh, that's when the neighborhood shifts? No, that's a common up there in that district. It, okay. sh- it shifts from actress to showrunner. Yeah. He gave it to her swap. or he sold it no, to there her? No, was, there was a cash exchange. Okay. Yeah. So it was, a tra- it was transactional. <laughs> it was. It wasn't was. just yeah. to be kind. Um, so w- w- wait, why won't they let you run shows, Joel? Oh, I just don't have much experience in a room. I've been staffed on two shows. What were the shows? Oh, I don't think you saw them. I know every TV show. Uh, the first one was a Marco Panett show called Crumbs. I love Marco Panett. Was that the one with Fred Savage? It was. Oh, my God. You were good. <laughs> and Jane Curtin. You were amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I this like, is fun. Yeah, this is like Crumbs. A, yeah. I want to say Crumbs was like 03, 04. 05, maybe. Uh, that is perfect. Yeah. That and, is perfect. Yeah. I worked with Marco on a on a old show called Samantha Who. Samantha Who? Samantha Who? What's her that. last name? Wait, can I guess who starred in Samantha Who? Yes. I think I know. I think. <sighs> That's the wait. who in the question mark. Who starred in Samantha Who? Wait, what year was- Do you want a hint? What year was- I feel like I have it in my head. I, I believe- I thought I knew sh- and then I think I'm wrong now. The though. show must have premiered in 07 because it premiered, it was kind of destroyed by the, the 07 strike. So 07, but then 08 and 09, I think it ran. Do you want to go? Or do you want me to go? I, I'm I not. Con- I thought I was confident. It's, I don't know if I'm confident. I, I, I yeah. I, I lost my confidence. It's not Nikki. Um, Whelan. No, Nikki, who was married to Bobcat Goldwith. Cox. Nikki yeah. Cox. No, no. It was. A, it was a show starring not only Christina Applegate. Okay, that's as, what that actually oh, was. What I was, I was looking as for. Samantha Who, but as her mother, the and she won an Emmy for the show. Jean Smart. Oh, wow. So this did not have Will Arnett in it. That was a no. different one. Okay. No. What was the premise of Samantha Who? Who? She, in the pilot, is a terrible- Can we guess? Ter- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Everyone go around. You start. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Jean Smart was- Well, I'm just building off of what you were yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jean Smart was a terrible mother. Okay. And Samantha Who- it, I don't even know which one. No, Christina Applegate is Samantha Who. Yes. And she is like a type A, high powered something or other. Don't give anything away. We're and her mother, I won't, I won't look at you right yeah. now. Okay. Um, and her mother shows up uh, needing something or other. And she does not want to interrupt her busy type A businesswoman life where she like walks down the hall and people hand her papers and coffee and stuff to deal with her mother and all that baggage. Shit. So, and no, you, you, can't, you can't respond. Well, yeah. Would you go next? Uh, and then you've apparently seen the show. No, have? I haven't. No, okay. I, I, I just either. remember. The, I remember seeing ads for okay. it. Oh, well, Samantha. Who? I'm guessing it's uh, must be a Dr. Seuss thing. <laughs> ah, That's good. That's a good guess, Tony. That's good. Uh, I don't know. My real guess would just be that I don't know. She she was uh, she moved back to her hometown, oh. but she was. Uh, <laughs> Like not popular in high school or something. And oh, so that's she's good. Samantha who? Interesting. Mm. Joel Stein. Christina Applegate mm-hmm. plays a high-powered attorney, mm-hmm. much like in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is struck with amnesia. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, uh, her mom moves in to help her because mm-hmm. she can't remember anything. And the more she learns about who she was, the more she realizes it's not who she is. Oh, that's so good. I don't think that's what it's about, but that is good. I would this? watch that one. Okay. Yeah, I will. Do you want me to reveal the yeah, answer? Yeah, please. Joel Stein for the win. <gasps> no, for most no. of the win. There's for amnesia most involved? Of the win. Yes. There's oh amnesia involved. No, no, no. Oh. So in the pilot, I, I actually cannot remember what the character did for a living, but in the pilot, she gets into, she is hit by a car. Oh. <gasps> 
and she has brain damage or something. And she has (laughs) some sort of amnesia, but realizes (gasps) that it before the before she was hit by a car, she was a terrible person. Oh, Oh, this is like good place, kind of. Yeah, and then she 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 sets out on a course of trying to correct to right all of her wrongs. Or my name is Earl. Yes, it was very much in that vein, and uh, also uh, pre pre bridesmaid Melissa McCarthy played her oh. best friend along with Jennifer Esposito, and they would often what? appear over her shoulder as angel and Oof, devil. Bad okay, bad because my, in my mind, <laughs> I when I see Samantha Who, I'm seeing like there's a devil. A devil, yes, like a in devil the thing. Mark. Is yes. Melissa McCarthy That's the devil? Exactly. No, She's Jennifer angel. Esposito is the oh, devil. Good choice. Good and choice. Melissa McCarthy I, yeah. was the Either devil. Either one could have played the devil. Yeah. That's exactly what I was picturing. So yeah. I, at least, at least I have a memory for punctuation. Okay. Yes. Why would Marco pitch this? Like, what in his life brought him to this? No, Marco didn't make oh. Samantha Who. I worked with Marco on Samantha Who, and the very first day I was there, it was at that point the biggest show I had been on in my career and my nascent career. And I threw out a pitch. Let's hear it. And I don't even remember. Come but on. Marco said, it's her first day. It wasn't the best pitch, but it wasn't the worst pitch. Everybody clap. And I went, oh, God. He's rough. He can be rough. <laughs> Wait, so what was the other yes. show you staffed on? Now, once again, and you say you, the name and then Robin will tell you. Do you Robin think I'm not going to know it? This is, it is so exciting. <laughs> I think you're not going to know it. Oh. Uh, and Come on. Did you not just see what we saw? It's, she will know it. It's called She's, American Princess. Yes, with run by Jamie Dembo. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Created and run by Jamie Dembo about her Fantastic. time as Fantastic. a uh, Renaissance fair. Yes, 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 oh, yes. So you worked yeah. with my oh, friend Julia yeah. Pollock. John Ross Bowie. And Dana yeah. Yeah. Dana, the best. They're very old girlfriends of mine. Wait, oh. when was that show? Not that long ago. I want to say 2017 into 18. <laughs> okay, because we had- <laughs> Can we play this game with you and I just name like shows? Yes. That, like- uh, Flo's Yellow Rose. Don't know it. Is that a William Faulkner book? No, these are going to be uh, TV shows. TV oh. Flo's Yellow Rose. I oh, don't you? Know. No, no. You. This not. It does. It's not real. Uh, no, it's you. real. Oh, it is. Oh, I misunderstood. Okay. I may have the wrong title. I feel, that like I, I feel like I feel like that's sort of sense okay. it about. What's it about? Yeah. I think it was an Alice spinoff starring Flo. Oh. And she owned her own. Um, it may Flo. have just been called Flo, though. Who had the catchphrase "Kiss, Kiss my, my grits"? grits. But, Incredible. But if I name a show, you, there's a good chance you can like tell me what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was just called Flow, by the way. Oh, that was incredible. my fault. That was my fault. Um, Crumbs. I'm really proud of that one. I'm proud that I got that one. Yeah. <laughs> American Princess was relatively recent. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So let's all try and think. Dear of Dear Sydney. Nice. Oh. I know that. Do I can. Do, mean, I can do Dear Sydney. Do you mean Love Sydney? Yes. That's what <laughs> I mean. Do you mean uh, Tony Randall? Tony Randall is a therapist who gets a kid. Yeah, a daughter. Yes. A daughter. <laughs> the reason. Sydney. The reason. That's not I, that hard. Well, for the modern listener, I think it might be, and by that I mean young. I. The reason I know that one is because Facts of Life was my favorite show yes, sure. for as long as I can remember. Same. Alice featured Joe's brother. Yes. Uh, R.I.P. I know. He died. Yeah. Uh, that is sad. Oh, did you guys read the David Milch book for Facts the, of Life fans? No. What? So what? David Milch. David Milch wrote a Facts of Life book? Absolutely not. David Milch wrote this. The David Milch book is fantastic. What is it's it? It's his new memoir. Oh. Okay. Um, I'll totally read it. It's so good. But he's at like Rite Aid or whatever in LA <laughs> and he sees uh, the one that played Jerry on Facts of Life. Yes. Jerry Jewell. Jerry Jewell. Jerry Jewell. And he's like, what you, you, What are you doing? What are you up to? And she's like, oh, I haven't been working that much or whatever. He's like, I- I'm writing the show dead. But what do you want to do? Wow. He said like, what? What do you want to do? Wow. And she like came up with the character and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he changed a little bit. 
He's like, put her in the show. Which show? Deadwood. Deadwood. Yes, he, she was in Deadwood. Of course she was in Deadwood. And Amazing. I will say, when I was running a show, or no, when I was working on The Middle, but it was the same casting director. Was the Middle. Like, I remember that. The Middle? You remember yeah. that one? Yeah, yeah. Um, it shot right there. Um, they wanted, In my neighbor's yard. <laughs> That's where Rob was pointing. <laughs> the, it did. The <laughs> casting director knew I would get so excited if one of the actors auditioning was Jerry Jewell. And she didn't get the part, but it was so unbelievably She didn't exciting. get the part. I know. I, it was, I wasn't running that show. Jesus. I was not running that show. But so anyway, Love Sydney came on after Facts of Life. Yes. And for can you years. remember the theme song? No, but I bet you can. We're friends forever. <laughs> I, that's all that's I remember. Right. Yeah. That is just and it was like this almost sort of like lighthearted, like feel good theme song where you saw this little girl running into Tony Randall's arms and also a young Jeffrey Tambor, right? He oh, was really? on that show, no, I believe. He's been in everything. everything. He really has. Now, when you mentioned that you had had a crush on Jason Bateman, yes. I was wondering, was that like circa It's Your Move? I've spent some time yes. with Jason Bateman. Let's fold He brought, he brought me to a baseball game. Really? To a Dodgers game, yeah. But I, the other day, I had to write to showrunners to ask them to do something for The Hollywood Reporter. Okay. To write to write like a couple sentences for this thing. Wrote to tons of them. Some got back to me. Some didn't. Bateman, five minutes, came up with it. Wow. What a great guy. I'm what just going to say, I didn't get that email, Joel. I'm waiting I for a it. Hollywood report. I regret it. It's because of where you live. But it was, I, uh, maybe before we met, to be honest. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but here's what I'll say about Jason Bateman. And I don't know if I mentioned this on the show when I talked about the pop star that I had been working out with in February. <laughs> Who everyone <laughs> guessed. Right, guessed right away. Oh, did um, they? Yeah, yeah, I awesome. guess. It, uh, there was one person who guessed Justin Bieber, but everyone else knew. From second to fifth grade, my parents had money. That was it. From 84 to 88, my parents had money. And they sent me to this fantastic elementary school in Calabasas. And one day, out of nowhere, we're all playing on the blacktop and Jason Bateman is there playing basketball. What? This is during it. This is probably between Silver Spoon and It's Your mm -hmm. Move. And I lost my mind. And Wait, I'm in second did, grade. How did that manifest He just started itself? going to the school because I think it was a fancy-ish school uh -huh. in the Valley. And he, he started going there. And just to really bring it full circle, when I was working at the middle, which shoots at the which shot at the Warner Brothers ranch, he was shooting horrible bosses too. And I was I was going back and forth from the stage and I walked right through a basketball game with Jason Bateman. And it wow. was like, he doesn't even understand how much this means to me. Yeah. It, wow. But yeah, I was a Jason Bateman girl for sure. What happened to your parents' money? <laughs> <laughs> Said so, like, ca I loved how casual. That I was. mean, weren't we all wondering? My, I think we know. my father. We do? Um, I don't know. Well, you can read about it in my father's memoir, From Brooklyn to Beverly Hills. It's on sale on Amazon. Oh. Is it self-published? Uh-huh. For it, real? Yeah. Oh. We have to do a dramatic reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but my father rant. So the, the Brooklyn is where he grew up. Beverly Hills, he worked in Beverly Hills at Cedars-Sinai. That's why we moved out to California in 1980. Is he a doctor? No, he okay. was a hospital administrator. And like five years into this fabulous job at Cedars where he's being wined and dined and like hanging out with like Muhammad Ali, he decides to go into business for himself and as start well. as a as a such a good question a healthcare uh a healthcare consultant okay. meaning if you want to buy a practice or sell a practice and oh. you're a doctor and you want to hand oh. over your files there's a whole legal thing that has to happen and then he also worked a lot as a expert witness on a lot of medical mm. malpractice trials so Ooh, until he got 
up and running. It was dark. <laughs> it, it was just like, it oh. went from like, it wasn't like we were living like this hi-fi life. I, all I knew is that hi-fi? I went- Hi-fi? Hi-five. I don't know why I- said right. Do you mean hi-fi? Hi-fi Luton life okay. in the 80s. No, that's right either. That's not right either. High, they weren't living high, high on the flying? hog. High on the hog, high flying. Yeah, yeah I, I like a high fly life. Everyone he, likes this guy, right? The one I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Good. Yeah, that's the best guy in the room. He's like, they did that on The Simpsons. They're never. Ne- if you're an aspiring TV writer, just and you love The Simpsons, we love you for your love of The Simpsons. But you can never say in a writer's room they did that on The Simpsons, especially on The Simpsons. No, exactly. If you're writing on The Simpsons, <laughs> no. there is that guy, and that no one likes it because it's like, of course we did it. We have to. Do Again. We have to keep <laughs> yeah. doing it. But uh, yeah, they, my dad just decided to start his own business out of our third bedroom and it didn't go great for a long time. <laughs> so you so left the school. With I Jason had to Bateman. leave my dream school. And at some point, my parents will understand that that was the absolute worst decision for the trajectory of my life or the best. We don't know. I'm sitting here right now with all of you. So it right. wasn't so bad. Aww. But for a long time, you felt that it was the worst thing that could have happened to you. The, pu- the public schools that I went to in the Valley were tough. Mm-hmm. They were tough schools. And it was a tough, it was a rude awakening. Well, how did Bateman feel when you left the school? I mean, he he had a lot of feelings about it. Yeah. I don't think he was there that long. I think back then you had to sort of register at a school, show up twice, and then they, you know, the set tutors. He didn't have get... a great childhood. He didn't? No. I believe it. I believe his it. His sister's Mallory. Yeah. But his parents were yeah. show business parents. Oh. I don't think they they were eager to go into show business themselves as kids. What are what, what parents like? That was like do? his manager. It was like one of those mm. deals. I don't think. Yeah, and Justine Bateman wrote a really good book yes, that I read about, about fame. I haven't read it. It's actually fascinating. It's actually really well written, and it she she equa- she if I remember correctly, she equates fame to the idea of like going to the gym and everybody waves you, and you don't even have to slide your card. You get waved into the it gym. They great. throw you a t shirt. You get a free water bottle, and then like two years later, you show up to the same gym, and you're like, oh, you have to swipe off. your card. Oh. No one gives you anything, and no one pays attention to you, and you just have to work out. And I thought that was an apt description. Yeah. Having never been famous. So Samantha who? Oh my God. So <laughs> Samantha who question mark devil. Taylor. Right. Well, Justine Bateman passed on coming on my podcast. So I was really? like, really? That's how it's going to be? Okay, fine. But I did meet her once before I'd asked her to be on. I didn't ask her when I met her. It was, right. it was through people. And then I found she was being very, she's playing a Leonardo DiCaprio, really, uh, if you think about it. Um, she was very nice when I met her. But I, but I did say, I'm a big fan. And she seemed like, not super into hearing that. Huh. Interesting. I don't know what that means in terms I mean, of her book. I think she didn't have a negative reaction or anything, but it but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, thank you. That's so nice to hear. It was like, I, I got like she's probably I mean, I think for your kid actor, Ugh. probably you're tired of people telling you that they grew up watching you and what a big deal you were to them. Yeah, probably. Maybe. I don't know. Manimal. <laughs> the TV show? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know much about Manimal. Okay. I don't. Did you work on that too? No, it was like in the 70s. Oh, but I know. I oh, know I that it one. was a TV show. Yeah. I please. just wanted to see if there's any shows that you couldn't do this with. What a Dummy. Oh, God. What a Dummy was the 90s, right? Yes. And it was about, it was a guy who had a dummy that mm-hmm. sat on his lap. Yeah. But I don't remember who the guy was. Um. Was it the dad who had the dummy or the kid? Because Stephen Dorff was in it, and I, I had think a crush it was on the him. dad who had a dummy. Okay, yeah, it was. Yes, it shot at Universal, and it yeah. was a family, and they had a dummy that did talk. That is I don't incredible. know that show. That's amazing. Yeah, That's I great. think it was like a one season. Oh, Malloy. Don't know Malloy. Okay, the, the, it sounds familiar. Player? 
No. <laughs> Malloy had Jennifer Aniston what? and Maim my yes, Bialik. And it was like then it ca- I feel like it came back as another similarly named show. It was Malloy's like Malloy's back? Malloy's back, the return of Malloy. <laughs> uh Tony. I'm, can I'm, you look up Malloy? I'm trying. Maim Bialik I... played Malloy. Yeah. And I just remember there was like Jennifer Aniston asked someone if bananas are binding. That's I remember that wow. line for some reason. Um I, when I search M A L L O Y. That's my memory of it, yes. It could it's... also be M O L L O Y. That's Maloy. Moloy. I want to know everything about crumbs and American Princess, and I'm actually not kidding. I want to know everything about what it was like to work on those shows. Um Okay, I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just because I didn't think it would be that. No, it was great. Yeah. I just didn't think it was that. And yeah. great stories. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. I never talked to Jane Curtin. Why? Uh, I think I was afraid. Yeah. But I but I, I got to know. I, Yeah. But I knew Fred from before. And, yeah. And he uh, he was great. Yeah. Didn't um, he have some... He's in trouble right now. Yeah. For what, though? But meanwhile, his brother, who I also got to know, is running for city... Council oh, really? Of West yeah. Hollywood? Yes. Yeah. Good for him. I know. Ben Savage. Yeah. But wait, what's Fred Savage in trouble for? Allegedly. Light <laughs> Me Too? Yeah. Okay. And I, for, uh, yeah. He he got in trouble on The Wonder Years, for, I guess. Uh, on The Wonder Years? On the was, new reboot of oh. it. Was for direct, he's a TV director. Yes. Yes. Mostly. Um, yeah. I have an important thing to bring up to everyone. Please. Have you noticed that right now, cool girls wear a lot of necklaces? Yes. Robin, how many necklaces are you wearing? Zero. Okay. I am also <laughs> wearing zero. But Busy Phillips, aye, aye, aye. who you're friends with, aye. she wears like too much. 20 at once. Yes. Like Mr. T? Yes. yes. Joel, you know what your wife looks like, right? I mean, I, is this a court of law? <laughs> How many <laughs> necklaces does she wear at once normally? I feel like your wife's cool. You know what? I'm not just going along to go along, which no, is what I, know. I do. I think she's been wearing more necklaces. Yeah, I know. But they're, but they're <laughs> not like Mr. T. They're very thin. But like a bunch at once, right? More than one at once. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I hadn't really put it together. Mm-hmm. Also, she's been wearing a lot more, more earrings, mm-hmm. but also very thin, mm-hmm. but yep. a lot more. Like there were holes that had probably like closed, closed up. up long ago and suddenly they've returned. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm just talking about her ears. Jesus. <laughs> 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 How many holes does she have? Those are the ears. kind of jokes you got on crumbs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they did that on the Did Simpsons. you find any Malloy anything? Yes. and Okay, because uh, we're returning to necklaces, though, so yeah. count the this holes, is, I have a lot of issues with the necklaces. Yeah, the, we got to talk about it. The spelling very is thin, M-O-L-L-O-Y. Okay. Oh. Uh, and this is impressive that you remember this because it was seven episodes, <laughs> three unaired. Oh, Brilliant. my God. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, aired in from July 25th, 1990 till August 15th, 1990. Starred Mayim Bialik as carefree L.A. native preteen girl whose life is turned upside down when her mother dies and her divorced father moves to New York upon remarrying. So she's an orphan? Essentially? They just wanted... Wait, who raised her? Or did she go to New York? Uh, Living with her single mother in New York. Preteen. Wait, I thought her mother died. died. Malloy. Oh, Malloy. These are the kind of things that get Malloy canceled. They can't... Oh, sorry. I misread. Uh, Yeah. 
Sorry, this is saying she was a happy-go-lucky 11-year-old oh. living with her. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I wonder if this was pre- Yeah, saw her father on the weekends. Yeah. yeah, 1990. Maybe it came back as Blossom. Maybe it was post-Beaches, pre-Blossom. Does it say Jennifer Aniston? And does it mention mm-hmm. the banana line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Aniston was on it. Also, someone named Bumper Robinson. Yeah. Bumper Robinson. Bumper Robinson's been around a while. Who's yeah. Bumper Robinson? You can't click on that name, so that's a... He... I might also be thinking of a... I actually know of... I know a guy named Bumper, so I think I'm conflating. Oh. Them. Tony... <laughs> I'm sorry. Tony told me that he collects <laughs> weird names. Yes. Do you remember when... Uh, okay, so at the beginning of pandemic, when we were all walking... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the bit walking oh, with masks on. Yeah, the big activity. There is a house in the neighborhood that is like very festooned with like little fairies and elf figurines in the garden and um, pinwheels. And I mean, it's just like it's a lot to look at. And it has signs advertising a podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's something I never thought of for advertising my podcast. And I am forgetting what it is about or what it's called. But I know that there was an, I'm like, it worked on me. Like I've got to go home and look this up. And it's an, a former Hollywood actress and her ex-husband was his name. Doodles Weaver. (laughs) Yes, that is what it was. I couldn't pull it. But then as soon as you said it, that was, and isn't his like real name also weird? I think so. Uh, Let me see. I was so excited when I saw Doodles Weaver. Okay. It's not that Winstead Sheffield, Doodles Weaver. Doodles That's pretty Weaver good. Is the yeah. best. Now, who are his exes or or spouses? Uh, there is Beverly Masterman. No. Evelyn Paulson. Mm. Lois Frizzle. <laughs> and Rita Green. Rita Green. Four marriages for yeah. for Doodles. Yeah, yeah, Doodles got around. So yeah, his last one ended in '68, and he died in '83. Rita Green is the podcaster, and she had on the woman who had like painted her living room oh, or something. He's what? also the uncle of Sigourney Weaver. <gasps> Whoa! Play those Uncle parts. Doodles. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver had an Uncle Doodle. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember. Wow. Seeing that Why does we're all connected? If there's <laughs> one person you don't let your kid alone with in a room, it's Doodles. It's Uncle Doodles. Uncle Doodles. Yeah. <laughs> I dare you guys, like, next time you, if you ever run into Sigourney Weaver and be like, I was a big fan of your Uncle Doodle. <laughs> Why do we have to be so Italian when we talk to Sigourney Weaver? Hey, say I don't Uncle Doodles. I don't know. No one in the story is Italian. I know. I just like the idea of saying hello yeah. to a family member felt Italian to me. I just watched all okay. the Sopranos. So that's oh. probably why. And how long did that take you? Month, A few months, but okay. it was great. Much Yes, that, it was, it was that is the sheet TV show I had never seen, Joel. Oh, you've ne- oh, wow. never seen it? So I no, I've seen I've oh. seen every other show except The Sopranos, clearly. Wait, was it your first time watching Sopranos? Fully, yes. No. It was my first time. You've seen like Manimal, but you've never seen The Sopranos? <laughs> That's why I watched it. Was it. Did you only watch comedies or how did this happen? Um, I, I, When The Sopranos started in the late 90s, I was living in New York and I didn't have cable. I couldn't afford cable. Okay. But I but I. Had Auditioned for The Sopranos a you couple did? of times. Which, I did. What characters? Well, there was a lesbian tennis instructor, and I perfect. And she's, <laughs> and she, and then I, and then I was watching the episode with the lesbian tennis instructor, and I was like, oh my god, Erica Learson. I used to go against her for every part in New York. Mm. And then there was one other part I can't remember what it was, but 
so I auditioned for it, hadn't seen it, and then knew culturally about it, knew who Polly Walnuts was. I'd heard of it, and and everybody freaked out in the finale, and da da da. da. But I was like, I need to do this for myself as a TV lover. I need to sit down and watch The Sopranos. So you were too poor to watch The Sopranos. Yeah. Wow. If you had yeah. HBO no, when that true. came out, you were, I was right out of college. So, yeah. Robin, I also had not seen the whole Sopranos until early in the pandemic when I was walking. What yeah. was your excuse? Um, I don't like dark, violent things. Okay. Um, and It's a weird. Also, I was like. I mean, it's weird that you picked that husband. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else my excuse was. I also, I think I also didn't have HBO. I lived in a house with roommates, and I don't, I didn't have HBO on my television in my room. We, I remember we like would get together to watch Sex in the City yeah. in the living room. Sounds like HBO. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. had it on the TV downstairs, but I just, I, none of us were watching Sopranos, and I don't know, like my parents loved it. And I was like, okay, I don't, then that's, mm-hmm. it's your show. I'm not yeah. into it. Um, but I've also not watched The Wire. Same. I have not watched The Wire. Joel, do we need to watch The, the Wire? You do. Okay. I've, I've yeah. tried to but watch The Wire. it takes six seasons to get into it, right? Well, the first couple episodes of The Wire are tough. Yeah, it is. And I had a tough, and I needed tough. to put on subtitles. And I was like, this is t- inaccessible to I watched me. everything with subtitles. And it also, it, it's, a, it's occasionally a little bit like a procedural. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't great. Well, I want to say uh, about The Sopranos, my mom and I often have nothing to talk about other mm. what, other than what I call the Havara and plans. The Havara is a group of Jewish families I grew up with. So it's what's going on with the Havara and what are your plans for the next six months? And so I was like, we have to, I'm trying to come up with like healthy solutions to have something to talk to my mom about. And she and her husband decided to watch The Sopranos right after I did. Oh, that's they perfect. Hadn't seen it either. They hadn't seen it either. And I Wait, know. How was it, by the way? Incredible! You liked it. Okay. It's. I think also this is going to sound crazy, but it's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Very yeah. much. Yeah, so. it's so funny. But it starts they should out a little slow. With that. It's slow. It's a little slow. But I was episodes, just. Yeah. I was in from the beginning, and you know, I'd always heard about the Pine Barrens episode and how famous that was. And my mm-hmm. my mom the other day was like, "Oh, we just saw them all just kind of wandering around in the woods. You know, it was like the and then the guy got his hair all messed up. I'm like, that is like the most famous <laughs> episode of television. <laughs> but she was like, the guy with his hair, his hair was all messed up. <laughs> Can Sorry. we get back to, no, no, no it's good. I think she should uh, tell Sigourney that she saw Uncle mm. Doodles. Sigourney. Uh, can we get back to the necklaces? Yes. <laughs> now, your wife, how many holes in her ears does she have, would you say? Upwards of 30. What? Stop. No, I'm just kidding. A normal okay. amount. I, more, more than me? Um, I have none. Does she have like the piercings on like the inside? No, 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 no. Okay. Maybe like two on one side and three on the other or two, huh. two and two. I don't know. Sure, sounds good. Um, does she wear stacks of rings? And that means more than one ring on a finger. I'm not talking about the wedding ring. No. Okay. You seem unsure. Well, because I'm just realizing this necklace thing is also new. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new Tony, it's a trend. Does your lady wear a lot of necklaces? No. no. Necklace, no. Does she know that cool girls wear a lot of necklaces? Uh, Probably. I don't okay. know. But I know she would also be the first to then try to claim that she's not cool. So she, but she has a lot of tattoos, to. right? She does. I yeah. think it's you're either a lot of necklaces no, no or a lot of tattoos on Cassandra. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't, yeah. I, if you listen and you have a lot of tattoos and you wear a lot of necklaces, call in right away. <laughs> let us know. 
you can tweet us at ARIYMBF or ARIYMBF show at gmail.com. So I see all the necklaces and I just think that looks so uncomfortable. Well, mm. my problem is like I have one really nice necklace. Are you wearing it? I'm not wearing no. it. And and then we're not good enough. No, mm. I just didn't think to put it on. And then I've tried to find um, sort of budget-friendly necklaces to do what the cool girls are mm. doing, and I buy them on Amazon, and I immediately return them because they look so fake. Mm-hmm. Because if you there's certain Instagram accounts you can follow that are like, if you want a dupe of this and a dupe of that, yeah. get this, and so they link it, and then Duplicate. I buy it. Is that short? Yeah. For ju- is that what the kids are saying? It's short for like a, a like a cheap knockoff, okay. I think. And so I bought, I bought, I, I tried to do. Uh, a neck party, as they call it, they call they it. They call it a neck they party. They call it an ear party. <laughs> that meant something very oh different. Oh my in the god! 90s. I know they call it an ear party if you decorate your ear. With I didn't all know this. Alice is taking notes. Yeah, yeah. Neck party. Well, it's really ear party, but I changed it to neck party. I, like but, I mean, I had no idea. I have two pierces in one ear and three in another, and, yeah, and I'm losing my mind because I don't, I don't hold on to jewelry. I don't mm-hmm. like having anything on my hands. Yeah. I, I feel weird. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't like my hands enough to have a ring on it. Mm. Oh. Even at all, I've never worn much jewelry. But busy, busy's out of control with her necklaces, and and she would she would take she would understand that. And also, they get tangled. Like, what's the point? I know, but I mean, she has Instagram posts where she explains that it changes by the day, and then she'll like work out with her six hundred necklaces on. And I just think I don't want any jewelry on when no, I work out. None, not even my wedding. I mean, I will I will wear that, but like the idea of sweat. And just yeah. like getting swollen in jewelry. How did I feel like we need to find out if it's uncomfortable? I will, I will find ask out. her. I will ask her. And I will say the pop star does not wear jewelry. Mm. And then suddenly everybody's wedding rings come off when he shows up Is to that the right? studio. No, literally? I mean, I it's imagine. the vibe of everybody's okay. taken okay. off their wedding <laughs> yeah. rings. I don't know if it's true, but I haven't seen them in a while. So. Holes open up that were previously closed. Uh oh. So we're good saying that. No, it's great. That, I think it's DiCaprio great. Thing. Listen, I want to talk to you guys about Masterclass. I imagine that you've heard of Masterclass because they are amazing. They have tons of instructors. They have over 2,500 classes. Uh, there's a new one called Styling Your Own Hair for Any Occasion with Jen Atkin. Robin, do you know who oh, that is? Yeah, she had a TV show, I think. Yes, <laughs> I know. She, Jen Atkin who? She <laughs> she's a celebrity hairstylist. Yes. She does Chrissy Teigen. She yeah, does yeah, yeah. the Kardashians. I don't know if she currently does that, but she has before. She and she her has brother the, had a TV show on Bravo. Okay, she yeah. has the brand Way. It's O U. No, there's another we we we, I mean, yes. Uh, And I have followed her on Instagram forever because I love her tips and her hints and things. So I am going to be taking this class momentarily. Uh, I took creative writing with Judy Bloom. No, wait, what? Well, it's a master class. Um, I understand, but uh, did you know so that Judy cool. Bloom is avail- it teaches a class on there? I, so my mom lives in Key West, mm-hmm. and she owns a bookstore there, like blocks from my mom's house. So we always go, and she's always there, which is crazy. Yeah, and she we buy books and sign. She signs them to my son, and then we read them. But um, yeah, that's that's so. What was the class like? Amazing and inspirational because there was a. Point- she's a tough chick. That's what I said. <laughs> There's a point at which uh, she considered quitting writing altogether because she got a negative review and she almost threw her typewriter in like the Grand Canyon or something. That moment always sticks with me. Uh, And then um, there's a class from the guy who invented criminal profiling. I mean, there's like tons of chefs. Judy Bloom, though. 
I know. I'm That's telling crazy. you. I'm I- telling you. It is it, every time I look at the offerings, I'm like, I am going to take all of these and then I'm going to level up. Uh, with Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You learn how to style your own hair from Jen Atkin, build your own personal style from Carla Welch, cre- learn creative writing from Judy Bloom. Uh, with over 2,500 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. Maybe make a bunch uh, the perfect yeah. necklace stack from busy phillips tell her that'd be a good idea um do it. look i highly recommend you check it out get unlimited access to every class and as an allison rose's new best friend listener you get 15 percent off an annual membership go to masterclass.com slash best friend now that's masterclass.com slash best friend for 15 percent off masterclass um okay can i just okay. make a correction to something i just said during that ad sure it wasn't Jen Atkin who had a show on Bravo okay. about hair. It was Jonathan Anton. Oh, remember that show, Blowout? Yes. Wait, Blowout wasn't <laughs> that? I'm sorry, Joel. Wasn't is that this... the competition show? No, it oh. was just like a show about like the sexy LA guy who like cut hair, and then he decided like there was one episode where he uh, wanted to reinvent water so that water you had better quality hair based on the water. Like he was crazy, but I completely <laughs> conflated again. But that's exciting. Yeah. Um. But there was a show on, I think it was Bravo. Oh, Tabitha, was it the Salon? Yeah, 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 yeah. What was it called? Because I know that on Facebook many, many years ago, I was like, I'm going to, you know, spruce up my profile. And I like indicated what TV shows I liked. Mm -hmm. And that was one of them. Great. And I think it still says that I'm into that show. I'm into like The Hills, into that show. Yeah. What was it? It was a blowout competition show, Tony. Is this Tabitha's Salon yeah, Takeover? Ta- yeah, Tabitha. No, it's but it's not that. I swear it was called Blowout. Yeah. Did my you, did my you... mother the car. <laughs> I love my mother the Jesus, car with um with the guy with uh Dick Van Dyke's brother Jerry Van Jerry Van Dyke. Can I just tell you, Jerry yeah. Van Dyke played the grandfather on the middle. Oh. Um, may he yes. rest in peace. Jerry Van Dyke took my mother the car over Gilligan on Gilligan's Island. He could have been Gilligan? Yes. That's an odd Gilligan. And and guys out there, listeners, if you want to see a great opening opening theme song and credits, watch the opening to My Mother, the Car. It's his mother died and turned into a car, and he just drives the car around. And gets nagged. Yeah. And advice. Yeah. Both. It's it's great. It's great, but it only lasted a season or two. You're good. Thanks. I love television. That's one of those shows that I don't think I've ever seen. I think I have seen the opening. I don't know that I've ever seen an episode. But I don't I've think I've seen it. it so I think much. when we were in the writer's room at the middle and Jerry would go on and on and on about how he should have taken Gilligan's Island, we pulled up <laughs> my mother, the car. The um, courtship of Eddie's father. Well, yeah, that that's kind of a famous oh, one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hull High. Hull High. I don't know what let's, that let's is. Let's go around and guess. Hitler comes back <sighs> as a hall monitor in high school, but he's real strict. Was Hall High like on in the early 90s? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it sounds... was musical. What? It was like, it was like, oh, that's so... I feel like they worked in a mall maybe, huh. except I don't know why it's called Hull High and they broke into song. And then there was also a show called Rags to Riches. Yes. So I talk the... about that show all you the do? time. You do? Yes. With my friend Bonnie, we talk about oh, it all the time. Let me in. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was a great so, show. So Joe Bologna. 
one of the girls from Rags to Riches had been in Hull High, oh. I believe. And I think maybe also, oh my God, what is her name? Because she and I had the same manager around the time that I, I was like Atmosphere. Nichols. Yes. What was her name? You I can't want believe some cast members? Yes, please. Of Hull High? Yes. Yeah. Nancy Valen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking for the women name. Uh, Jennifer Blank. Blanc, uh, Kristen Datillo. Jennifer Blanc is married. If that's Jen Blanc Bean, she's married to Michael Bean. Who's that? He was in Terminator. Yes, maybe? he is in Terminator. Oh. And his yes, son, yes, Kalen, used to work at the Corolla show. So oh. yeah, yeah. Um, There's Holly Fields. Holly Fields. Okay, so do you know who Holly Fields it is? It sounds so familiar. Is she blonde? Yes. I'm thinking, you would recognize her. Yeah. She's been in a ton of stuff. We had the same manager. Ooh. And now we follow each other on Instagram. And because oh. we, we mostly want to know, is that manager still alive? <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. That's, yeah. Hull High sounds so familiar. Is that manager still alive? Yeah. It is a podcast. It really is. <laughs> um, Wait, what? Now, when you talk about Rags to Riches, yes. explain the premise of this because I only, that's, this was also musical. Wait, yes. does it say Hull High was musical? Yes, also only lasted for nine episodes <laughs> and uh, debuted the same month as Cop Rock. Yeah, right. By the way, I rewatched Cop Rock a long time ago. It's it's <laughs> it's incredible, but not in not like legitimately incredible, I but incredible. It was pretty and, good. Yeah, it's insane. I, I need to I need to go back and look at some Cop Rock clips. But when that came out, I feel like I I could be wrong. I feel like they put a lot of money into Cop Rock yes. marketing at the time. Yeah. Randy Newman did all the music, right? Oh. Is that right? Someone. I think he at least did the. Th- theme song i think it was i think it overshadowed hull high because it sounds like a similar (laughs) premise what does it say hull high was about uh sorry i got excited about cop rock uh an american musical teen comedy uh aired on nbc uh told the story of cordell hull high school sorry told the story of cordell hull high school a hip racially integrated school in an urban area series involved elements of soap opera humor and musical animal Now, what was Rags to Riches about? Rags to Riches was about a girl. It was basically Annie, except everybody got adopted by Daddy Warbucks, a.k.a. Joseph, Joe Bologna, who who has died, who has Mm, since died. R.I.P. again. R.I.P. But I think his wife was in it, too. Renee Fleming. Not Renee Fleming. How many kids did he adopt? I feel like it was like eight girls yeah he adopted like oh, eight girls this is this is dark e- but it wasn't <laughs> but it, it wasn't was. and and um the what the lead was the girl from martin she's a very famous actress very famous tv actress tisha campbell tisha campbell was was the lead essentially mm-hmm. like the lead of the girls didn't they sing covers that's what yes. i'm remembering now is yes. covers yeah yes Oh, I love Rags to Riches. But, I wanted to be on that show so badly. Oh. Did you also want to be in Troop Beverly Hills? You know what's so funny? I've never seen Troop Beverly Hills. What? And my best my best childhood friend is in it. Kelly Martin's right. in it. You need I've to never see, seen I mean, it. I thought it was really good. Did, were you a Troop Beverly Hills stan? <laughs> is that with a dog? I haven't seen that. No, you're Shelley thinking Long. of uh, Lassie? Legally Blonde. No, I'm thinking of another movie with a oh. Beverly Hills in it about a dog. Oh, is Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Chihuahua. Chihuahua? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, True Beverly Hills Isn't was- Jenny a... Lewis in that yes, also? Yes, she is. Oh, my. Yes. I'm a fan of- the... I'm such a fan of her. And Harriet from Small Wonder. Yes. And, Wait, the uh, actual Small Wonder actress? Yeah. No, is in well, Trooper... the neighbor. No, no, no. no. Okay. She yeah. is the neighbor. Yes. 
I sort of knew her right before I went to college. I went to I went to Dollywood with Emily Shulman, who played Harriet on Small Wonder. I don't want to brag, guys. <laughs> you went to Dollywood. I went to Dollywood the summer before my freshman year. No, I was a I was a teen. I was a, my late teens. Wait, and who organized such a trip? Um, a Harriet from Small Wonder's mom. She was like <laughs> Mrs. Shulman. Mrs. She, Shulman. Why did they want to go to Dollywood? Um, so K- my friend Kelly Martin is an actress, and she she and know, Emily Shulman were shooting. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> she and Emily Shulman were shooting a show in Knoxville called oh, Christy. Okay, and and Kelly didn't have the day off, but Emily did, and so we went to Dollywood. But you, did you fly out? I did fly out. Wow, I'd never been to. I just so your parents were doing better by this point. No, 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 no. I flew myself out. Oh. I was I was working at Baskin Robbins, or maybe even Kelly helped me with the ticket. I okay. definitely did not ask my parents because okay. I was also about to go to college. How was Dollywood? I, I maintain, and this information is over 25 years old, I as an amusement park, yep. I loved it. It had great rides. Oh. There was a history from, oh my God, there was a From Rags to Riches Museum where you could see the trajectory of Dolly's life. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have like a standalone sort of mock-up of the of the cabin that she grew up oh. in. Oh, I knew that. I yeah. think it's fascinating. It, it was my favorite amusement park. You know, wow. I've only been... To Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, and Magic Mountain. That's okay. There's, well, thank you. But <laughs> that's a great trifecta. <laughs> but I mean, there's so many amusement parks in around the world, everywhere, and I've just never been to the other ones. I don't think I think they're all the same. You're to, also an adult. I would also say Dolly- no, but I mean, my in my childhood, <clears throat> but like I've never been to Dollywood. But Dollywood is like an outlier. And, mm. and again, my infirm, I, it could be so different now. But I just remember it was like down home, and like even the roller coasters felt rickety, but they weren't. You felt like it just felt like you were in this like weird southern gorge in Tennessee with that sounds cool with Harriet. Yeah. Yeah, I have pictures. Boy, whatever happened to Jamie from Small Wonder, the boy? I don't know. Do you remember when they said it was Billy Corgan? No, but I that do know rumor? when they said that. Um, I know what you're going to say. Kevin, yeah, from Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Right, was yeah. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, no, he's not. Kevin from where? Wonder Years. Oh, that makes sense. But it's not true. But it's such yeah. a brilliant. Right. Wait, rumor. no, not Wonder Years. Um, Mr. Belvedere. No, Wesley was on Wonder Mr. Years. Belvedere. Paul, the nerdy kid on Wonder Years? That oh, was right. the one I heard. No, Marilyn they also Manson. claimed that uh, the older brother oh. from Mr. Belvedere oh. was Marilyn Manson. Oh, I never heard that one. What was his name? Kevin. Rob Stone. Yeah, yes. Kevin. <laughs> oh, I believe I believe Doug Benson it's... was roommates with him at one point. Oh, yes, I oh. think so. Yeah. Uh, and the girl, the sister on Mr. Belvedere went to my high school, but she was older than me. What was her Tracy? name? Tracy... Her her stage name was Tracy Wells, but her real name was Tracy Brockstein. What? what? The stage name is such a weird I know. phrase for just not being Jewish. I yeah. know. Right? It's a weird <laughs> euphemism. My, I know. Her stage nose was right. much smaller. Oh, yes, it's true. Oh, my God. Stage I nose. I wish I could get a stage nose. Yeah. Let's get stage you nose. Great, you guys have all great noses. You do. You're staring at me straight on. That's true. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I like your nose. I'm not into it. I like it straight ahead. <laughs> yeah, oh when I turn God. to the side, it's pretty like, oh, yikes. Joel, no profile. Stein, he doesn't like to see a profile. Right. Just kidding. It's all true. Okay. I love Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Did you ever consider plastic angle. surgery? 
But by the way, you have a cute small nose. But did you ever consider it? Because I've been considering a nose job since I was like 15. Oh. I, I feel like if I were going to do it, I would have already done it. Same I with many drugs. Don't but. do it. The only plastic surgery I am considering is going to be for my neck. <laughs> oh, because... My re- neck is aging a lot faster than my face. There's a whole, there isn't a whole Nora Ephron book about that. There's a Nora Ephron essay yeah. in the middle of that book. But there's but, a whole book named after it. Yes. I, I did a cover for time on plastic surgery. So I have strong opinions <gasps> on what you should or shouldn't do. Tell I, me. If I had known this, I wouldn't have wasted all our time with the other stuff. Yeah. Well, it's a little old by now, but I haven't checked in, but I would not do anything that involved a knife. I agree. Because I think that is um, permanent and dangerous and a little backwards and it looks it gets it looks starting to look a little weird now that everyone's moved on to like not that i think you should do this either but yeah. like moved on to injectables see because i feel yeah. like it looks from, weird you see people with like especially men but even women with with facelifts and they look it gets uncanny valley i think yeah that the facelift actually oftentimes looks better than all the face full of fillers which begins to look very unnatural but well, maybe sure, I haven't sure, seen fillers but, but, done well. But you can see bad fillers, but then they'll go away at least. Yes. And they can, they're fixable. I hear what you're saying. I feel like, and I know as women, we're supposed to be like, I'm beautiful. I accept my body. Mm. I love myself. But as I get older, I feel that my neck is turning into a second vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a bad thing. It's, for me, it is. For, 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 for my boyfriend, it might be great. Right. But it's, it's not. It just like I was doing. I don't know if you have the app Marco Polo, but I keep in touch with a lot of my friends on Marco Polo. And I spent half the Marco Polo going like, oh, my God, because you have to look at yourself. So this is, a, this is a thing they call it Zoom face like people are going to plastic surgeons and basically yeah. asking for different things so they're staring at themselves all day if you heard yes. about the guys who are getting their jaws uh no but ripened, i believe yeah. it yeah, yeah but also those guys like my boyfriend need to know that on zoom there's a way that you can check out of your own you can yeah. hide yes. self-view and at the beginning of zoom I, when i was working on a show like i put a post-it note over it because over myself because i was like i can't work yeah. if i can see myself yeah. But most guys don't know that you can do that. So what are you going to do for your neck, though? Morpheus 8? <sighs> I'm just going to... I think I'm just going to do the Amy Mann thing and just wear a scarf. Oh. Did she do that? Yeah. Because of her She's neck? She's the coolest. I think so. <sighs> I think so. She, Joel, she did the theme song about for the podcast that me and Morgan Murphy oh, did yeah. about our neighborhood. I will listen for you all kinds of reasons. You don't have to listen to it. But she wrote What's a great called? theme song. Well, it's going to n- name our neighborhood. Is that okay? Yeah. Called Los- Showrunner District. <laughs> it was called Los Feliz, the podcast, and we're trying to get it started again. It's oh. very hard to do a podcast. Did Allison. you think about calling it the Happy? Why would we call the it the Happy? happy? Los Feliz. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh. Is it? Oh, is Feliz? Oh yeah, Happy. Yeah. yeah. I, we should have maybe in this reboot that we're considering, we'll call it the Happy. Oh, I'm excited. To listen to a podcast about your neighborhood from six years ago. <laughs> it hasn't changed that much. It hasn't. But I, yeah, we just did a big, the most recent one, we did an episode about P22, who died. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't all into it. Okay. My, my P22 story real quick. Yes. Sorry. No, no. I, when my son was young, my mom and her husband came to watch him. Um, and we went to Spain for a few days. I know there's it probably, anyway. Wait, uh, what What are you defending against? Uh, not Nothing. I, I, I was going to be nervous that P22 ate your son. Well, oh. no. There was a knock <laughs> on the door, and it was a it was the ranger. Uh-huh. And he had a gun, <gasps> and he said, don't leave your house. There's a mountain lion around here. And then he left, and my 
you know, suburban mom and her husband were like, right. what just happened? We have a baby here. We can't yeah. leave the house. But there was never a return visit from the ranger <laughs> saying when it was so okay. So they're still there. They're still there. Yeah. yeah. He was found, P-22 went to this woman's house to die. And oh. he had been to this woman's house before. He had sort of sniffed it out and then went there. And then she was on a Zoom call and the ranger showed up and she thought it was just salespeople. And she was like, geez, these people have to, and it was the department, the ranger department. And they were like, you have a mountain lion in your backyard and he's not moving because he had been hit by a car. Oh. So he was in bad shape. Um, Did you go to the thing at the Hollywood Bowl for PS? I couldn't get tickets. It was sold out. So <laughs> it was explain, for anyone who doesn't know who P-22 was, RIP, explain, please. P-22 is known as the Brad Pitt of mountain lions. <laughs> and he was just like this really good looking sinewy mountain lion who crossed the 405 and the 10, I believe, from the Santa Monica Mountains to make his home in Griffith Park in Los Feliz. And he would often be seen on people's ring doorbells wandering around at night and and so he was like the pride and joy of like mm -hmm. Griffith Park and then um he was doing great he survived for like 12 years almost and then he got he I think something he got hit by a car and it 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 damaged his mental function and then he just started to eat people's pets yeah it started to get really dark and he lost a lot of weight and then I think he just knew he it was his time to die so he went to this woman's house and just did it he died well, no, they euthanized oh, him. Oh, sorry. They euthanized him. They, they, yes, they transported him from her house to the place where yeah. they ultimately euthanized him. Um, okay. So I mentioned that I went to a stand up show. Yes. Uh, Greg Fitzsimmons does an annual St. Patrick's Day show oh. at the improv. And every year on Childish, it's the podcast he and I do together, there's this question of like, will I show up? Because <laughs> I am known for not doing anything social. It is hard when you have small kids. Or you have no And social kids. anxiety. Uh, yeah. Um, but so anyway, this year I went, uh, Daniel and I went, and it was very, very entertaining. It was very good. There was uh, a soda bread contest. Greg made soda bread and everyone in the audience got a little bit. And mm -hmm. then his friend Lorene made it. And then we had to vote. And I, my, now Lorene won. Mm -hmm. I personally felt Greg's was stronger. And I'm not just saying that because I know him i didn't you know just got fit dogs that's right but anyway bill burr was a surprise guest oh and bill burr came on and he did a bit about something that daniel has been saying for months and months daniel has a hot take a lot of thoughts on something which i'll get into for a second in a second for months and months and i've said you should say this on the podcast but he doesn't want to because he doesn't want to offend people and bring on ire and then Bill Burr essentially did a very similar thing on stage. And Daniel was like, I would now I wish I had said it on the podcast. But anyway, oh. Bill Burr's whole thing was like, I am not, I do, I, now I'm confusing Daniel and Bill Burr. Um, but like, I'm not sad about P P22. A mountain lion should not have been living in a neighborhood. And <laughs> Bill Burr, Bill Burr went in the direction of like all these people who are suddenly so sad about P22. Like, are, did you really hear of him this whole time? Like suddenly everyone <laughs> right. is, even I, even I was like, I almost shed a tear. Yeah. Or if I did shed a tear, I felt sad about it. Cats and cat people, I feel they're um, immoral fuck nuts. <laughs> I think, but Daniel's thing is like, Good. <laughs> That's why he doesn't want to right. piss anyone off. But right. like, good. There should not be a lion. I mean, like, what about the people whose dog, like, even the person whose dog was eaten by P-22 recently was kind of like, what are you going to do? Right. It's, you know, it's nature. But 
P22 had eaten a koala bear. Yes. <laughs> Which, well, uh, yes. It got into the zoo and ate a koala bear. Like, P22 really, it's a fair point that Daniel's like, do we think P22 was happy being the only mountain lion in Los Feliz or in Griffith Park? Yeah. And I, then Bill yeah. Burr's like, send them back to where they belong. Um, I don't know. It was just interesting. I yeah, I I understand that sentiment. I mean, but but it's also a remind I think what people liked is that it was a reminder that we are we are um living in nature still yes. and we live at the foothills of Griffith Park and and that nature is among us and and maybe to that end we need a little bit more regulation so that P22 doesn't get into yeah. the LA Zoo. I see both sides of it. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. I do too. If my dog god forbid had been eaten um, I would have a huge problem with B-22. Right. But I want to say this. He's a really good-looking mountain lion. He was sexy. <laughs> I was attracted to P-22. Um, if you so, were to have sex with a different species, yeah. would it be mountain lion? I guess so. Uh, but just yeah. Google that picture of him walking More down from the Hollywood sign. Pick- no horses. No. Okay. I mean, the idea of sex with a different species is so bananas if you really think about it. But they're <laughs> Even sex- our own species is pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy sex is pretty that you find anybody that you're like, yes. But um, but P-22 had swagger, you know, mm-hmm. had swagger and 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 I and did not procreate at all in his in his years in Griffith There's Park. There's no P-23. There's no P23. And what I wanted to say on our podcast was like, is there, is it possible that P22 only liked male mountain lions? Oh. You think P22 was gay just because he was I in Hollywood? It was so close to his death. And I'm not saying Well, there that, weren't any other mountain lions though, were there? But he had to have been having sex with something. He's so good Why? <laughs> Did he work out at your gym? Yeah. He yes. also drip sex. Oh, drip sex. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I get. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, it's a good choice. Well, you know what? Maybe there are other. <laughs> are you just like a star though. fucker? Is that what? Is that why? Like I, lo- I have to like have if, sex with P twenty two. I'm just saying, if P twenty two wasn't famous, would you have found P twenty two so attractive? Yeah, I'm. I found P twenty two attractive post mortem in all the pictures. I was like, oh, I understand like a James why he Dean was kind called of thing. the Brad Pitt of mountain lions. Uh, like I finally took a good look at him. Yeah. But did I? How did you? A lot of other mountain lions that's to compare question, him to? Yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe he's just. Maybe he's average. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they're all hot. But the mountain lion is the closest you're going to get to a um, a really fit guy at Crunch, <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> I'm a little unclear. So there's mountain lions, but oh, then there's geez. also... Oh, no. No, it's not bad. But it's just, just it, dumb. You go with cougars or panthers. or what, Where is this going? Bobcats. Because uh, no one's afraid of bobcats, right? But they're like, what are bobcats? They're so we, a little bit bigger than a cat. We get a lot of bobcats okay. in our house. What are they? Outside our house. They, to, to me, and I'm at a safe distance, it's outside the window. Yeah. They're like large cats. Right. A mountain, mountain lion is, is a lot bigger. Yeah. A mountain lion is like a it's thing not a you lion. see in the zoo. It's not. It's not a lion. It's more like a... It's a, it's a like large a, cat. A predator it, cat. It's also called something else, like a cougar or I don't know. Right? Oh, was name. he a cougar? Uh, that's a wrong word. Or a word. panther a puma, Not a puma. Not a panther. I think those are the same. We have too many words. We yeah. do have too many words. Let's get rid of them. Yeah. I'm down for that. <laughs> Let's get rid of words. Yeah, it looks like mountain lions are cougars. They right. are. That's yeah. it. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I don't know if it's not interesting. I think that's interesting. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Because he was never referred to as a cougar. No. That I'm aware of. I think that might be because no, getting very boring regional issue. Hmm. Oh. Same, I believe same that. Same with panthers and pumas, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. I believe that. Let's say hello and welcome to our new patrons. 
Hello and welcome to Gerald Lewis to Seymour Butts. I don't think it's the real Seymour. I know it's not. It's not the Seymour Butts. Why can't it be? Because I saw the person's email address and it's not Seymour Butts. What was his real name? Oh, I don't know. Very Jewish. Wait, there was a real Seymour Butts? Yeah. Yeah, Oh, he's a reality show for a minute. Yes. What was it called? I don't know. What? (laughs) What, Robin? I don't know. No, reality shows are different. You just know this. Sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. Seymour Butts was a porn director. Yeah, that's that's. But he made like, what was like they used? There's a way that they would describe the porn that he made. Was it like ethical porn or Gonzo? Gonzo. Yeah, Gonzo. So not not ethical. I looked this up. I didn't just have the information. (laughs) Gonzo porn. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Rika Shu, who signed up for an annual subscription. And hello and welcome to Ellen. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay, let's find out. What Seymour Butt's real name was? Oh, Uncle. We're, that's and we're talking about the porn director. Yeah. Okay. You had, had a reality show with his family. Yes. Yeah. This I don't remember, guys. Was it on E? How could it not be? Mm, exactly. Seymour Butt. Seymour Butts. Where name. is he now? Right. Where is Where he? is he now? He's over with Rita Green and Uncle Doodles. <laughs> He uh, apparently went by other names as well, Bubba Brando and Bubba Butts. Oh, you want the real name, or are you guessing? A, no, we, not, I think we not, want it. Yeah, it's yeah. not exciting. Sydney Morgenstern, Adam Glasser. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. what's he doing now? And what was the name of his reality show? Uh, I don't. Uh, but first. In... Oh, that's good. Thank you, but. And you called your oh, podcast uh, Family Business. <laughs> family Los Business. Nice. Family Business was the name of his show. Where where, where did it air? Showtime. Oh, oh yeah, a little that racier. Makes more sense. Yeah. 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 When Showtime was like, we want to get into the reality business. <laughs> Try to think of what reality shows I was super into early. I liked Project Greenlight. Loved it. That's classy. I Thank liked you. Joe Schmo. Oh my oh. god. Wait, have we not talked about this? Because I, I I became friends with and like very briefly dated Rhett Reese, oh, who had created the show yes. with Paul Wernick. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've had him on my show. Somebody wanted to set me up with Rhett Reese oh, many really? years ago. Yeah. Well, you said no? I don't remember what I said. I think I said yes, but then it never happened. Wait a minute. We have talked about this because Rhett, y- years after... Um, he, but he, I, he and I were in touch again when I was living in New York, but coming to LA before I moved to LA. And I went with him to that gathering at the Grove. Oh, and the you P. were Hike there. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I met Rhett, Rhett Reeves, Rhett Reed, Rhett, Rhett Reeves, Rhett Reeves. You know, my memory. What does he do now, Rhett Reeves? Oh, he's, he's yeah. He uh, Deadpool is his most recent thing. I think. Oh, that's yeah. more jokes per second than even The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did that. Um, that's amazing but uh, oh my god I Good completely jokes. lost my yeah. train of thought my Rhett. memory is talking to you at the Grove and I don't remember Rhett standing there mm. so I don't know where he was at that point I don't know if you met him or not I don't like when other men are around yeah. <laughs> I think especially he, at the Grove <laughs> I think you released a scent and then he uh, took off that happens sometimes Um, 
This has been delightful. Delightful. We did not get to just mirror everyone or hey, go fuck yourself. Do you have any burning? We didn't get to the Vanderbump either. We'll do it next time. Oh, God. That's right. We'll do it next time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think people might be pumped out, you know? Some people aren't. Some people aren't. (laughs) Your husband is not. Oh, my God. It's like, if if you have time at the end to talk to me about the mid season (laughs) trailer, I'll come back and tell my story of having dinner with Lisa Bell. Yes, please. Oh, my God. Yes, please. Yeah. Daniel has sadly been shut out of all the Vanderpumps. Daniel, can I? I got to tell you. So you have posted about how you and Jenny Connor, who I've had on the show before. You have? Yeah. In, years ago. I yeah. was extremely pregnant. And I think I did the show while sitting on like a bouncy exercise ball because yeah. I could no longer sit comfortably in a seat. Yeah. It was, I think it might have been the one of the last ones I did before having uh, Elliot. Aww. But anyway, uh, I guess you have posted about how you and Jenny Connor have ongoing discussions about Vanderpump. All day long. Daniel's like, these there's these people who are having discussions about Vanderpump. Like, let me, I want to be in part of that. He just can, like, he's welcome. He to wants be a to be part, part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like he's going to take it over. That's okay. We need, but Jenny was, we were constantly texting that whole weekend. And then I texted he her. He wants to be on your group chain. The most important text of all time, which was, I'm going on a podcast tomorrow with Peter Madrigal. And she missed it. And then what happened was I posted the reel or whatever of us talking yeah. about it and she was like excuse me I didn't know and I was like go back and read your text and she she felt she was like this is the biggest failure of my life that like I didn't talk to you before you went on the podcast so mm. she's the best the Does she showrunner have... of girls your favorite yeah. show well, I, I, I do love girls I yeah. love girls Wait, yeah. did you know that or I didn't know or that. you just assume because I'm a man no I don't oh. know yeah I do love girls it's a great show yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people who don't like girls what That's and did okay. you see Catherine called Birdie no. It's fantastic. I'm sure. What, She's very talented. But why did people... I feel like people turned on her. On Lena. Yeah. They did. It's why? complicated. It became political. Why? Amy Schumer too, right? Wait, have they turned on Amy Maybe Schumer? Not. Maybe or not. Amy Schumer back. turned on Lena? No, 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 no. I meant people turned on Amy Schumer. Wait, why did people turn on Lena Dunham? Dunham. There, well, there was... Uh, it was a complicated... I don't know if this was the thing, but it was... Uh, a writer on girls who I am good friends, not good friends with, but I'm friends with, was accused of rape. And they- A male writer on girls accused of rape. And that statutory rape. And and the Jenny and Lena, I think, stood up for- Came in his defense. And because they knew information that wasn't public about the night in question because he had been on the writing staff during that time and came in the next day with- texts and tweets and stories about the night and so okay. there was corroboration and I think people were mad that they were defending oh. this person this writer and then and then Je- Jenny and Lena have have since parted ways oh again angrily like I that I don't know and I don't ask about it oh okay <laughs> but um but I I don't know ex- I think that's such a good question why did people turn yeah. on Lena Dunham I think this 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 uh, statutory rape accusation had something to do with it, but I think it was like a slow. But also in her book, um, oh, yeah. she do you That's know right. do you know her sister? Yeah, she yeah. talk. I, I haven't read her book, um, but I, I think either. she talks. A, did she like? Did she like put a rock in her little sister's vagina or that something? Or like familiar. looked at the vagina or something? She was a child herself, but so the right wing was saying that she's a pedophile, right? And that really had teeth. Yeah, it's hard to be a liberal. Yeah. Like they, they get turned on real fast. Yeah, she made like a I mean, like there's was it Halloween? Did the, the little sister walk around saying, "I got rocks in my vagina"? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, um, I don't that'd know. Be, but like, bet. I feel like if Lena Dunham were to tweet, I don't even know if she's on Twitter anymore. But if she were to tweet something, 
there would be just a series of tweets talking about how she's a pedophile still. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. You're right. You're right. I Yeah. It was a series of, of events that sort mm-hmm. of unraveled all at the same time, but I can't remember specifically. If it was if it was a she pilot was loudly from 2002, I would remember well. it. But yeah. 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 So did her dad draw penises for a living? I mean, he's a feels like artist. Yeah. Yeah. And her mom's an artist too. I met them both real quick with her at like backstage at some show. Uh Wait, when were you hanging out with her? I wasn't. I met her her a couple of times, but like on sets of basically. Got it. Some crumbs. Was he crumbs? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me it was crumbs. I I want to know everything. You know, no, I'm not going to say it. I was going to, I was going to say, you know what? season of a show i didn't particularly like but but i liked the whole show uh but i'm gonna say that off air okay because uh some people involved in that have been on my show okay, okay. quick vanderpump yes. question yeah yes so i had dinner with lisa and her husband hang on one second tony this is the 90x yeah. start mm-hmm. the clock okay and, here's my question oh uh, yeah i spent a lot of time it was just four people at dinner she your husband this other guy uh writer the husband I found fascinating. Ken Todd, yes. Is is he a big part of the show? Do we get his whole story? Not at all. He, but oh. he's on the show. He's on, but the he's show. not a big. But like, part. Do you know, a ghost. He's do you, basically a ghost. Do you know like how what he did for a living or how he got rich? Right. I don't know any. I, I, I don't. Restaurant tour. Yeah. Uh okay. Well, we're almost out of time. No, Tony will let you know with an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> he's fascinating. I could talk to that guy forever. But how did he all make right. his money? So he was like a like a bounce. He was okay. Have you ever seen Quadrophenia? No. no. So he was like a uh, a mod uh-huh. in London in the uh-huh. 60s. Like uh-huh. when the when the riots, I think he may have even been at like the Brighton riots. And he became like a bouncer at these kind of mod clubs. And he found out that like there was, um, he could basically take the liquor license for a few hours when like a regular restaurant or bar um, still had a license and then get a club going for a few hours when they still had, like they didn't need it, but he could use it. So he became like a party promoter huh. in London, huh. growing up with like Tony Elliott and like that oh. whole crew. Tony of Time Out New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think wow. he was part of that like whole London kind of like. Or I mean, of Time Out London. Yeah. Dang. Um, That's cool. Yeah. But he, and he was just like, a, he was just like a hustler, but he was like, he was a really smart guy who grew up with no money and was kind of tough and would get in fights and like. <laughs> Did they bring their dog to dinner? They did. Jiggy. Was it Jiggy? I thought it was so weird. I pretended to be okay with it. <laughs> and it was at Pump, the dinner. It was at Pump. Okay, not sir. And as I told you, but uh, off mic, uh, I had the best birthday of my, best birthday dinner of my life at Pump in January of 2018. What'd you get? Because he, to- he told me to get the- the worst year of my life oh, in 2018. Related. What'd you order at Pump? I want to say I got fish and chips. That's solid. I don't know though for sure. What did he tell you to order? Once again, we're this is gonna have to be V ninety one eighty. Told me to keep it real simple. I got. Like, I mean V one eighty. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That makes sense. They're good. You guys, this has been delightful. Rob and I have some off air questions for you. Yeah. So you are not going Uh-oh. anywhere. Um, this has been so much fun. Thank you guys so much. I mean, I feel like you need to close it out with a high five. Yeah. We did it. <laughs> you did it. it hurt Winning a team. Um, follow me on social media at Allison Rosen. Uh, 
follow the show. I'm like, what do I say next? Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. You can call into the show and leave us a voicemail, 323-553-2331. And then I mentioned my Patreon earlier. However, Patreon. Todd Perry and I also have a Patreon for our new podcast. And for that, there's just one level. It's $2 a month. And it's patreon.com slash Allison and Todd. Robin, where might we find you? On Instagram, at Robin Shore, R-O-B-I-N-S-H-O-R-R. I don't update my grid very much, but I try to be entertaining in my stories. You are. My grid? The grid, like the permanent posts, you know, oh. versus the Instagram stories, which go away after 24 hours. Get down with the lingo. Sorry. So I didn't mean it that harshly. <laughs> okay, and what about you, Joel? I, too, have a podcast called Story of the Week, where we... uh we take a magazine article that you probably didn't have time to read in the New Yorker or the Atlantic that is a really crazy story, and we bring on the writer, and they they tell the story. That's you like should do the one of that um, philosopher who Oh, we thought about husband. that. Yeah, because I haven't had time to read that, but I want to read it. Yeah, we, we – we, so we're doing some curation. We felt like you don't have to read that, actually. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. great. Yeah, we, we thought cool. that was going to be the story of the week, but uh, we read it. It wasn't. We read it and determined you do not need to. But we did do Praz this week. Do you know about Praz? I, From the Fugees? No. Praz and the Fugees is about to go to jail for decades. Why? For what? It's so complicated. But basically, he got involved with this the Malaysian billionaire in charge of 1MBD, the um, national the, the fund in Malaysia that went mm. under, that okay. was really corrupt. And he became friends with that dude who was showering with $100 million or so. The dude have, was showering Praz. Yeah. And, and DiCaprio, he funded Wolf of Wall Street and oh, oh. a bunch of other celebrities. He was like a partier guy. And he uh, was in trouble in every country, including America. And they were after him. And so he, Praz had these connections to the Obama administration. So he was getting Praz to arrange meetings. But then Trump won. But then Praz found like a conservative person he knew to get in meetings with like the Trump administration. All of which, and he started meeting with the Chinese government Praz in order to uh, arrange, it gets very complicated, but Praz basically starts acting as a lobbyist to help this guy without, of course, registering as a lobbyist. Oh, so that's the crime. Yeah, the crime is trying to influence the U.S. government mm -hmm. for money. Wow. That's fascinating. fascinating. And when really does that come out? That came out Thursday. Okay. Um, wonderful. I will go listen to that and you know it's what? Better than the, Fuck the, that philosopher story. It's better than the philosopher story we decided. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Uh, you know what you should have done if you had we may been have. around? We may have done it. Bad art friend. We uh, So for the pilot, my friend Bob Kolker from Time Out New York mm -hmm. wrote Bad Art Friend. Oh. So uh, it, it was before we came out, but we were practicing then. So we talked. Uh, I called Bob. There you go. Bad Art Friend was perfect. I don't know this guy from Time Out New York. Bob Kolker. Um, he was there when I was there. I think he wasn't there when I was there. Yeah, yeah. He wrote that. I was not cool. there. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, that you remember. Wait, no, you'd remember. Was I? <laughs> Tony, what about you? Same old shit. At Tony. Uh, oh, I said that wrong. Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. Waiting for it. Robin always, always there. <laughs> uh, and Bizarre Albums every Tuesday. It's such a good podcast, Bizarre Albums. Thank you, Robin. Mm, it's okay. Just speak from the heart. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 